losing your job, dealing with tough challenges, and not getting what you want. These are just some of the situations where you might feel like life is tumbling down. And my question is, how do you deal with life when you hit rock bottom? Hi, my name is Jella, and welcome back to another episode of the Wise and the Curious podcast, where the prudent meets the eager. And today, I've invited one of the most resilient women I know, and believe me, her story will help you deal with the adversities that you have in your life. She is a certified public accountant and a team manager, a loving daughter, a responsible sister, and an amazing wife. No need to bit around the bush. Let's welcome our one-of-a-kind guest, Tiffany Rose Arceta. Hi, Tiff. Hi, Angela. Thank you. Thank you for that cool introduction. <laughs> Kamusta? Wow. Actually, you deserve more than that. But hindi ko na kasi maisip kung ano yung sasabihin ko kay Tiff. <laughs> Hi listeners, this is Tiffany Rose Arceta Centeno. As Angela also mentioned, I'm a certified public accountant. I'm a church secretariat officer, a manager, a leader, and most importantly, I am a daughter, sister, a wife, and a friend. My hobbies nowadays, I've been loving watching K-dramas. Oh my gosh. I'm so addicted to them. And then I'm also into listening into different genres of music. Like just, just I know you're really, really into music. Yeah. <laughs> Good old days. We're playing music while working sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we're singing all along. And then video <laughs> care. We, we had some video care sessions. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good old days. So uh, then, I forgot to tell everyone that your name right now is Tiffany Rose Arceta Centeno. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're already you're married. married. Sorry, John. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> actually, when this topic came into my mind, to be honest, I believe I told you this, that I knew that this story would fit you. Because I've seen you struggling when we were still working together. And I have witnessed how resilient you are as a person. So let's start with... How was life when you were still a student? Okay, when I was a student, high school was really, really hard for me because I need to be I need to be more than an average student. So during that time, I was really, really pressured. I need to go everything. I need to do everything. Ayun, so yung mga pagkakataon na nasa high school ako, parang sabi ko na parang nahihirapan talaga ako. Pero... Lahat ng mga paghihirap ko na high school, I can say that it's over it. Because I graduated salutatorian ng high school ko and I nagamit ko yung pag-salutatorian na yun to enter Polytechnic University of the Philippines. Dun sa course na gustong-gusto ko, which is BS in accountancy. And then, no college, it was also also challenging for me because laking probinsya ako. So, probinsyana talaga ako. But, nung nag-college ako, I need to go to Santa Mesa. Ang hirap-hirap niya kasi, nung mag-start pa lang ako na mag-aral, ang dami-daming kumakontra. Kumakontra yung mga ibang tao na sinasabi nila na mahirap lang kayo, hindi nyo kayang mapaaral si Titan. Pero ang dami-dami ko naririnig na they're saying that, yes, pwede natin sabihin na matalino siya. Pero kaya ba ng money? Kasi kahit na sabihin na mura lang yung tuition fee sa PUP, but the lodging, allowance, yung fare kung sakaling uwi ako ng probinsya is magiging mabigat talaga for our family. So, masasabi ko na 
dun pa lang sa bagay na yun is nahirapan na talaga ako. Plus, the fact na yung accountancy is masasabi ko na hindi ko talaga siya sobra-sobrang gusto nung una. It was choice of my mother. Ang gusto ko talaga before is maging isang doktora. But, since wala nga pera, sabi ng nanay ko, ito na lang yung kunin mo para makatapos ka ng pag-aaral. So, I was really, really hesitant to get BS in accountancy kasi alam ko sa sarili ko, I'm not good in math. Hindi ako ganun. Hindi ako yung nakakapag-add, nakakapag-subtract sa pumamagitan ng utak ko. I always need calculator when it comes to uh, calculating anything. So, yun yung unang-una na naisip ko na parang hindi ko kaya. And then, nung nandun ako sa Santa Mesa, sabi ko, okay, wala na urungan to. Ano man ang mangyari, go na. Parang, kailangan ako matapos ko. Uh, yung mga pagkakataong yun, malungkot kasi first time kong mahiwalay sa pamilya ko. And, alam mo yun, parang sobra-sobrang homesick ako. Na parang, hindi ko alam kung paano ako mag-aaral, kung paano ako makakain. Kasi, sanay ako na parang laging sinananay, tatay ng siyan para ipagluto ako, para alagaan ako. Pero that time, kailangan ko mag-isa. And, masasabi ko na mahirap siya, pero it's all worth it. Kasi, naging independent ako. Masabi ko. Actually, Nung, Kim, I, I wanna ask, before, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I wanna ask, kasi you've mentioned that you came from a poor family. So, kasi, di ba, parang ilang beses mo nasabi na poor family. Parang, gano'n siya kahirap yung buhay before? My mother is a reseller. She's a reseller of anything. Like, uh, she's selling umbrellas, she's selling notebooks, she's selling uh, dresses and school bags, and that's how she is. She gets her panindas from sometimes Baclaran or the Victoria. And then, kung iisipin mo, yung kita nun is talagang maliit lang. Because magkano lang naman niya binibenta yung mga bags and umbrellas. And then, my father was a uh, guard, so security guard siya sa isang regular. So, ganun kami kahirap dati. And to think that We are three. I have two sisters kasi. So, tatlo kaming sunod-sunod na lumalaki, sunod-sunod na nag-aaral. So, ganun kahirap. Kasi si nanay at tatay, is, yun yung work nila. And ayun, maliit lang talaga yung kita. And so, also trying to imagine how tight the budget the budgeting was during the time. Kasi di ba parang three kayo and then yung kinikita naman, minimum wage, the sari selling. I, I know... I know kasi my mom used to do that thing as well. Yung magtitinda niyo kung really? ano, typical maabilidad na nanay, di ba? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine how how the situation was back then. But you also mentioned that you wanted to be a doctor. So how did it mm-hmm. make you feel na parang hindi mo masusunod kung ano yung gusto mo and then kailangan mo sumunod sa opinion or sa other suggestion ng ibang tao, which is your your parent, your mom. I was a little sad, but uh, I ko na lang that time na I need to think practically. Alam mo yun, parang I need to think not just for myself. I need to think of my parents. Kung pipilitin kong magdoktor ako, I know hindi rin naman ako matatapos. And kung pipilitin kong magdoktor ako, I know it will affect my two other sisters who will also go into college. So I need to accept the fact that not 
all of my dreams will come true. But I can say naman that my parents' opinion were the best. And I can say that they made that choice for me. And that choice was one of the greatest decisions that they made for me. And yeah. I'm really happy for that. Agree. And I can see that, you know, after all the sacrifices that you've had before, look at you now, like from person na parang dati, pinagdududahan yung capability ng family to send you to school and all. Pero right now, you're, you're here and you're doing things na hindi nila akalain na magagawa mo. Your life being a college student. So tingin mo, ano yung worst situation that you face? Uh, worst situation that I face, I think, was yung time that I will be going into third year level. Because back then, we have a quota. And if ever na magkakaroon ako ng dos pataas na grade, is kukuha ko na exam. Pagkuha na exam, yun talaga yung pinakakinakatakot ako sa buhay ko. I don't know. Basta takot ako sa exam. Every time na magkakaroon na exam, parang tingin ko na talaga sa sarili ko is babagsak ako. Hmm. So, lagi kong iniisip nung first year pa lang ako na hindi ako pwedeng magkaroon ng dos pataas na grade. Kailangan maabot ko yung 1.75. Kung hindi, mag exam ako. And I was thinking, nung second semester ng second year, na parang magkakaroon ako ng dos pataas na grade. And that time, parang sobrang hindi ko na talaga alam yung gagawin ko. Hirap na hirap ako dun sa subject na yun. I think it's financial accounting. Dun ako hirap na hirap. And I think parang, parang hindi ko talaga makakayang about yung 1.75. And I can remember that situation na nagbabasa ako ng libro. And then I told my tatay. Sabi ko si tatay ko, tayo parang hindi ko na po kaya. Gusto ko na umuwi. Kasi it's not just the fact that hindi ko na kaya yung subject. But it's also the fact that I'm missing them so much. Na parang niisip ko, nangyemiss ko yung family ko. And the budget was really tight that I need to spend 200 pesos a week. So, yun yung kailangan ko i-spend per week. Kailangan kong tipirin yung pera ko. Kasi kung hindi, papauwi na ako dahil wala na rin mo na ibibigay sa nananay tatay sa akin. So, it was all messed up na parang hihirap lang ka sa studies mo, humingis mo yung family mo, and then wala kang pera to eat what you want. Alam mo yun, parang that time, sinabi sa tatay ko talaga, uwi na po ako, umiiyak ako. Silently listening to me. And then, nung matapos na ako umiiyak, he told me na, anak, ikaw bahala ka. Pangarap mo yan, kung gusto mong bitawan, nandito lang ako para supportahan ka. And those words made me realize na parang, oh my gosh, bakit parang ang bait-bait tayo ng tatay ko para sabihin ngayon. So parang iniisip ko, lagi nila sinasabi na isa ako sa mga dahilan bakit hindi sila sumusuko. Tapos ngayon, ako yung unang-unang gusto sumuko. So that was the time na parang sinabi ko, hindi, hindi ako pwedeng sumuko. So after ibaba ni tatay yung phone niya, after natapos yung call namin, nag-aral na ulit talaga ako. And then, uh, fortunately, and thank God, hindi ako kumuha na exam. Na ipasa, na, nakuha ko naman yung 1.75 na grade sa financial account. Oh, and, proud and proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Yun. So, yun yung sabi kong worst kasi talaga parang gustong-gusto ko na talaga sumuko na. I think, yeah, we face some situations in life na, na feeling natin, hindi na natin kaya, but kapag na-trigger tayo ng inspiration natin or nung reason why we're doing such thing, parang doon mabubuhay ulit yung passion natin eh. 
Uh, let's move forward to your life when you started working. Ano yung mga plans na unang-una mong gustong i-consider sa first, sa first pay mo or, you know, yung mga plano mo in life for your family, for yourself during that time? Okay. When I applied on my first job, actually, I don't have any plans because when I tried applying, I was really a failure because I applied to different companies. I've applied to auditing firms. I applied to hospitals. Everywhere in Manila, I applied. And I was always rejected. So when I applied to my current company, I just say that, okay, I just need to get the job. No more, no less. I, I say that, um, I don't say na parang kailangan ganito kataas yung offer or what. I just say na kailangan lang ako magkatrabaho. Basta magkakita ka lang na. Basta magkasweto yes. <laughs> yes, because I waited for, I think, three months. So after I passed the CTA board exam, I waited for three months to get that job. Actually, uh, I was frustrated talaga back then because I told myself na, oh, ako, baka pag nakapasa na ako, pag-aagawan ako ng mga kumpanya. But back then, sabi ko, oh my gosh, I was always rejected. Parang, ba- bakit sinabi ng mga professors namin na pag nakapasa ka, pag-aagawan ka? But, bakit ako? Parang like ko sinasabi sa sarili ko na, bakit ako hindi ako matanggap-tanggap? So, when I was accepted to the company I'm working for, parang I was really grateful and I just signed the paper without thinking of anything. So, and I was really happy. Pero ab- about this sa mga plans, actually, um, I have so many, many plans. Gusto ko talaga ng uh, mayahon yung family ko sa poverty. So that was a dream for me. Na hanggang ngayon, it's still in progress. Nung mga time na nire-reject ka ng mga company, anong naiisip mo? Kasi di ba, parang ang expectation mo kasi is, oh, um, I already passed the board exam. I'm already a CPA. I got the license. So, Um, you're thinking, of course, na parang madali lang mag-apply. Na once you sent out your resume, they're, they're gonna call you back. Uh, during that time that I was rejected every now and then, I isip ko na lang na I think I need to study more. I think I need to read the company profile. I think I need to be better in the interviews. So naisip ko na lang na yung mga rejections na yon are maybe challenge for me. To learn more or to be more, to be more. And I also think that time that those rejections, tinuturo lang ako kung saan ako talaga dapat pinunta o kung ano talaga yung company na para sa akin. And ayun nga, so happy din naman is nakarating naman ako doon sa company na talagang magpapasaya sa akin and talagang bubuhay sa akin. And I'm proud na until now, I'm still working with that company and I'll be going nine years in December and I'm really, really happy. And just to give you guys an idea, the company that uh, Tiffany is working for, it's a global bank and it's one of the leading banks na kilala sa buong mundo. I must say, because I'm from that company as well. So Yeah. Probably. So yeah. So yeah, yung sinasabi ni Tiffany na redirection, I believe na talagang may ganang point in life eh, na parang hindi binibigay sa'yo kasi may better opportunities na dapat sa'yo. Parang gusto kong sabihin sa'yo, huwag kang makulit. Huwag kang makulit. Para yeah. dito ka. ba diba? And look at you now. Like, yeah. paano kung doon ka napunta sa ibang company? Parang do you think na same yung opportunity sa'yo? Same yung learnings na makukuha mo? I, I don't think so. 
Well, apart from work and studies, sa life in general, ano yung mga struggles mo na feeling mo na parang ito yung nagpatatag sa'yo, ito rin at the same time yung feeling mo talagang your life was tumbling down? Okay, so before, like yung sinasabi na when it comes to relationship or boyfriend-girlfriend, I can say that I can fail 100 times. But when it comes to family, I told myself that I can never fail even one. Because I was really, I am really a family-oriented person. So like yung sinasabi sa sarili ko na pwede akong mag-fail sa ibang bagay, but not with family. So, sinasabi ko that my life was really a tragic. It's because of my family's story. So, ito na nga yung kwento. Um, as I said a while ago, na parang galing ako sa poor family, so mahirap lang talaga kami. And since I was a kid, ang laki-laki na talaga or ang taas-taas na talaga ng pangarap namin. And that mataas na pangarap is not like yung parang glamorous dream or something. It was just, gusto lang namin maiahon yung sarili namin sa kahirap. That's it. We just want na makatapos kami tatlong magkakapatid sa pag-aaral. So yun na yung masasabi namin big dream for us. But unfortunately, maraming mga bagay na nangyari. Maraming mangyayari sa buhay natin that we will not expect to happen. So, nung mag-start akong mag-trabaho sa company ko, actually, I felt like I was already reaching the dream. Na parang ito na, abot kami na. And then, yung pangalawang kapatid is matatapos na siya ng college. And then, yung pangatlong kapatid is nagka-college na. So, sabi ko, ito na malapit na talaga kasi matatapos na kami mag-aad. But, that time, nagkaroon ng sakit yung second sister ko. And it was not a simple illness. Hindi lang siya lagnat or something. It was cancer. So, oh my gosh. So, yung cancer na yun is parang sobrang hindi ko talaga alam yung gagawin ko. And there are lots of questions in my head na parang sinasabi ko na, bakit? Parang never coming nagkaroon ng history ng cancer sa family namin. Bakit? nagkaroon ng cancer yung kapatid ko. That time, hindi ko alam talaga yung gagawin ko because ang dami-daming nangyari. So, back then, parang iyak ako ng iyak and then, hindi ko na alam talaga yung gagawin ko kasi parang ang hirap tanggapin eh. Lalo na that time, kasi parang that time, it was six years ago, that time, pag sinabing nagka-cancer ka, agad-agad, sasabihin nila na mamatay, mamatay ka. So, takot na takot ako because I don't want to lose my sister. I really, really love my sister. And sabi ko, bakit kung kailan ito na? Bakit kung kailan malapit na? Tsaka nangyari. So yun nga, nahirapan ako that time parang naapektuhan yung grief ko and then hindi ko alam kung ano na yung gagawin ko. But when I see, when I saw my parents na parang ang tatag nila, sabi nila, hindi, harapan natin to. Gagaling yung kapatid. That was the time na sabi ko sa hindi ko, I need to stand up. Kailangan kong tumayo kailangan kong tulungan yung parents ko for the medication of my sister. So, yun nga, I get up na parang ginawa ko is kung nag-focus ako sa trabaho ko, ginali ko yung focus sa trabaho ko and then sabi ko kailangan kong kumita ng pera para may maidagdag ako sa chemo drugs ng kapatid ko. And then, yung tuloy-tuloy yung buhay na parang kahit may cancer yung kapatid ko is nag-aaral pa rin siya because that's her dream. She's always saying na parang ano kung may cancer ako, kaya kong mag-aaral. So, yes. Uh, she continued her study, her, her studies. And then, yun, parang kami continue lang din yung buhay na. And then, four years after that, habang nagpapagaling pa rin yung second sister ko, my third sister 
was also diagnosed with the same cancer. And that was the peak of everything. Na parang, oh my gosh, what's happening? Parang hindi ko na talaga alam yung gagawin ko. And feeling ko, mababaliw na talaga ako that time. Kasi sabi ko sa sarili ko, parang ito nga parang hinaharapan namin isang problema. Tapos ito pa, another problema pa. And it was... It wasn't just a simple problem. It was something na parang sobrang hirap dalhin financially, emotionally, and the fear of losing your loved ones. Kasi parang naliit ko, oh my gosh, tatlo na nga lang kami magkakapatid, tapos yung dalawa, nagkasakit pa. And cancer to eh, parang ang hirap-hirap. But, ayun nga, nakita ko pa rin yung parents ko, na kahit umiiyak sila, na kahit sinasabi nila na, na nahihirapan sila is tumatayo pa rin sila. And that's the reason na parang sobrang-sobrang proud ako sa parents ko because they never gave up on us. I can remember na ang dami-daming scenarios na nag-stay kami sa hospital kasi may mga months, six months nasa hospital yung mga kapatid ko because nanghina na talaga sila. Um, may tatay, siya yung talagang nag-alaga sa school ko na siya yung nagkapalit ng diapers kasi hindi na, sila, hindi na nila kayang pumunta ng CR. Si tatay yung nagpapaligo sa, sa bed sa mga kapatid ko. And then, may nanay. Kasi nung naging kahit o paano, umokay naman yung business namin. So, yung reselling niya is nagkaroon na siya ng out of reselling, nagkaroon na siya ng sarili niyang pagawaan ng sapatos at chinelas. So, medyo umokay naman yung business. So, while my tatay is taking care of my sisters, my nanay naman is siya yung nagtatrabaho siya yung gumagawa ng paraan para kumitin ng bread. And ako, support. Parang kung ano yung kulang, sige, bigay ko. Parang yung medication ng mga kapatid ko is mabigay. So back then, kung si nanay is talagang ubos na ubos, sagan na sagan, nagkautang pa para lang magkaroon ng uh, gamot yung mga kapatid ko. Ako, ganun din. So lahat ng sheldo ko is binigay ko sa kanila para lang matustusan yung, yung paggamutan ng mga kapatid ko. Sobrang hirap and ang dami-dami mga masakit na ala-ala na kapag pumapasok siya sa isipin ko ngayon, sabi ko, oh my gosh, parang, parang siyang bangungot na hindi ko maintindihan. And what's more painful was, alam mo yun, binigay ko lahat, binigay ni nanay at tatay ang lahat, pero they died. Ayun, four years ago, my second sister died because of malfunction sa organs na rin niya dahil sa chemotherapy. And then, two years after that, my youngest sister also died dahil din sa same reason. So, yun masasabi ko na that was the greatest challenge of my life, of my family. Because, alam mo yun, parang hindi lang siya simple problema. Hindi lang siya problema sa study. Na parang, pag sinabi mo, ayaw ka na, pwede na. Pwede kong umayaw. But when it comes to family, hindi pwede eh. You can say, ayoko na. You can say, tama na. Because it's family. And for me, family is the most important thing. Kaya, nasabi ko na yun talaga yung pinakamalaking challenge. And I can say na, until now, I can still feel the pain. Actually, Tiff, I read one of your posts sa Facebook. It's about yung, nasa bus kayo eh. Can you still recall mm-hmm. the story? Or do you want to share it to our listeners? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, that was the first time na pumunta kami sa Lang Center of the Philippines. Kasi at first, my sister was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Parang sabi nung doctor here in San Pablo, her illness was 
tuberculosis daw. Parang tili sa mga kolani. Kasi parang tinutubuan siya mga kolani dito. Pero dahil doon sa mga prescription na hindi tinatanggap ng katawan niya, the doctor told us and referred us to Lang Center of the Philippines. So, yun yung unang be- unang-unang best na pupunta kami ng Lang Center. So, sumakay kami sa isang bus sa Cubao. And then, sabi namin doon sa Manong Conductor, na sabi namin, baba mo na lang po kami sa Lang Center of the Philippines. Kasi hindi namin alam yun. Never pa kasi naka- kami nakapunta doon. So, it was a city bus na pag nakita ko na may city bus before, di ba? At kapag rush hour, sobrang punong-punong siya. So, sumakay kami, napaupo kami dun sa dulong upuan ng bus. And then, pagdating ng Ortigas, napuno na napuno na yung bus. Hanggang sa, pati yung gitna ng bus is may mga nakatayo ng pack. So, okay. Kami, nakaupo naman kami. Pero, pagdating namin ng Quezon City, yung lang center of the Philippines is located at Quezon City. Parang tinawag na kami nung katabi namin. Nasabi nung katabi namin, Ma'am, ayun na po yung lang center. Nakalampas na po kayo. And then, ako, tumayo na agad ako kasi ayaw ko mapalampas kami because our money back then is sakto lang sa pamasahe because my parents and my sister will still go home to Laguna. So, we have a tight budget na kailangan tipirin namin para magkasya at makauwi sila ng Laguna. So, tumayo na agad ako and then sabi ko sa driver, manang para po, para po. But it seems like he didn't hear me hanggang sa makarating na kami sa NHA. So, so, medyo malayo na yun. And plus, the fact na hindi namin alam yung lugar. So, hindi namin alam sa baka may sasakay, mag-insip pa kami, mag-tricycle ba kami. And that time, ang lakas na ulan. At sobrang, alam mo yun, stress na stress na rin ako. Sa pag-iisip na may sakit yung kapatid ko, wala kami pera, tapos tumampas pa kami. So, feeling ko magagalit. Gusto ko talagang magalit. At hindi ko napigilan, nagalit talaga ako sa conductor. Parang sinabi ko sa conductor na parang, may sakit yung kapatid ko, makiusap po ako sa inyo na ibaba niyo po kami sa lang center of the Philippines. Ang lakas-lakas ng ulan, hindi niyo po ba nagigets na may sakit yung kapatid ko? Bigyan niyo po kami ng pang-taxi. As in, kumingi talaga ako sa kanya ng pang-taxi kasi hindi ko alam yung gagawin ko eh. And parang sasabog yung utak ko. And then, yung mga pasahero, pero naawa na rin sila na sinabi na sa konduktor, bigyan niyo na po ng pantaxi, bigyan niyo na po ng pantaxi. And ayun, binigyan ako ng konduktor ng pantaxi. Tapos nung bumara kami na pa, ng, ng taxi at nung sumakay ako, I was crying. So mula sa NHA hanggang makarating kami ng LCP, niyak ako kasi naawa ako sa sinibi ko, naawa ako sa pamilya ko. Alam mo yung parang may sakit na nga, napalampas pa ng pupuntahan. And then, binigyan pa ako nung konduktor ng perang pantaki. At isa yun sa mga pagkakataon na hindi, hindi ko talaga malilimutan sa buhay ko. Kasi parang, alam mo yun, ang hirap-hirap ng wala ka lang pera, tapos may sakit pa yung isa sa pamilya mo. And then, ang dami-dami mo pang inisip. So, yun, isa yun sa mga most unforgettable experience. I was actually crying while reading the post. Pero, ngayon nga ba kayo kwento? Ba't gawin mata ko? But, siguro kasi, I I can really feel your love for your family. Kasi, you won't sacrifice your image na mag, mag magsisigaw ka doon. Or, you, alam mo yun, yung parang hindi mo yung sacrifice yung dignity mo. Parang humihika ng pang-taxi eh. But you did that because you really love your sister. And, 
you're really parang you really hurt dun sa situation na nangyari. Really, you're you're strong. Your parents are strong. I'ma say, yeah, it's tragic. Kasi yeah. nararamdaman ko dun sa kuniwento mo na parang you're really excited when you're starting your career kasi parang you have this feeling inside of you na It's yeah. it's coming. It's coming into reality. Yung dreams nyo na magkakapatid, na may ahon sa hirap. And then all of a sudden, parang isang, isang snap lang, everything change. Parang kahit na alam mo yun, parang gusto ko na sinamburahin lahat sa isip ko. Kasi masakit siya eh. Pero pag naalala ko yung mga masasaya, even though may sakit na sila or nakarate na sila, but we're still smiling. We're still watching movie sa phone. Na parang... Kumikilig pa rin kami, tumatawa pa rin kami together. And kahit na nagkasakit sila, masasabi ko is, we never stop dreaming. Parang lagi pa rin nandun yung pangarap namin. Uh, lagi pa rin sinasabi ng mga kapatid ko na, ate kapag, if ever, na hindi na kami makapagpatuloy, we're still there. So continue the dream. I think, yun yung lagi kong naalal. At masasabi ko na, yung sinabi nila yun sa akin, is, yun yung reason ko, why I regain the will of living. Kasi back then, nung namatay sila, parang, I can say that, I lose the will of living. Sometimes I ask na parang, sana bukas, hindi na ako magising. It's because, everything was a mess back then. Alam mo yun, parang, I struggle in everything. I struggle with my promotion, sa job. I struggle with family. I struggle with my sister's cancer. And sometimes, nag-aawit kami ng boyfriend ko kasi hindi naman mawawala yun. So, alam mo yun, ang dami-daming kagulukan. Pero, every time na maaalala ko yung pangako sa sister ko na magpapatuloy ko yung pangarap nila and I will take care of my nanay and tatay, yun yung nagsasabi sa akin na I still need to go on. And I can say, yun, parang kahit papano, I chose to move forward talaga and to move on. Not just for myself, but for my sisters and for my family. I know they're proud of the person that you've yeah. become. I have to ask you, apart from your parents, did you think na yung relationship mo with your um, husband na ngayon is nag-play talaga siya ng significant role para makamove forward ka? Yes. And I think naniniwala ko na yung husband ko, he was a gift from God. Because he was there. Parang he was... At the best times of my life, parang nandun siya, nung dumadwait ako, nung masayang family namin. He was always also there. So, worst time in buhay ko. Like, siya yung, siya lang yung naiiyakan ko that time. Because I don't want to cry in the front of my sisters. I don't want to cry sa harapan ng parents ko. Kasi alam ko na sila, meron din silang pinatagong pain sa hindi nila. Parang, ano mangyayari kung pati ako, parang, iiyak sa harap niya. So, John was there para lagi siyang nandyan sa bilang niya. Sige, iyak mo lang yan. Sige, kaya mo yan. And sometimes, kapag kailangan ko ng money at walang-wala na talaga, he lend his credit card. Sabihin niya, sige, gamitin mo na to para may pang-chemo drugs yung kapatid mo. So, he was really, really significant plus the fact that he's my source of happiness. Alam mo yon he's a kind of person na kaya kong patawanin out of the even though umiiyak ako, magpapatawa pa rin niya ako. So, it's really significant and dahil sa lahat ng yun, I believe that she's a gift from God. 
was there a time na parang nagkaroon ng nagkaroon ba kayo ng problem and then you thought of giving up the relationship because of the things that you're going through? Ah, uh, actually, yung magpupropose I don't know kung uh, nahalata niya yun. But back then, yung nagpropose siya kasi kamamatay pa lang ng sister niya. Sisters ng sister ko niya. So parang nagpupropose siya sa akin and parang gusto ko siyang tanungin kung seryoso ka ba? Kasi parang hindi niya tingitingnan yung health history ng family ko. Kasi diba, parang uh, as a person, diba, pag magpupropose ka na and pag magpapakasal ka, sabi nila, that's one of the things that you always need to check. The health history of someone you're proposing to. Pero siya parang walang takot. He's fearless na parang, oh my gosh, parang sobrang mahal ako nitong taong ko na parang umiiyak ako hindi dahil sobrang saya ko na nagpo-propose siya. Umiiyak ako because hindi ako makapaniwala. Her love, his love for me was really unbelievable. Na parang hindi niya inisip na dalawang kapatid nito na matay dahil sa cancer. What if? Wala siyang ganun. He never asked what if when it comes to me. So parang ako at that time is parang gusto ko mag-know. Kasi baka hindi siya seryoso eh. Baka baka hindi niya alam na dapat i-check niya. But I said yes kasi mahal ko siya. And I know, after nung mag-propose siya, nung dalawa na lang kami, tinanong ko siya, seryoso ka ba? Parang hindi mo ba naisip na ito sa kapatid? kapatid? Mga dalawang, dalawang kapatid ako na lang natitila ngayon. Sabi niya, no. Parang naisip ko yun. Pero mahal kita, parang sabi niya sa akin is kaya namang ipag-pray lahat. At kaya namang ibigay ng Diyos lahat na mabuting bagay for us. So, hindi daw niiniisip yung health history. And speaking of that, yung pagpipray, was there ever a time na parang kinawestion mo? Yung divine entity above na parang, bakit, bakit ako? Bakit kami? Nagkaroon ba ng ganong scenario or nagkaroon ka ba ng ganong moment in life na kinawestion mo? Yes. But hindi siya lagi. So, hindi siya yung as in, tanong ako ng tanong sa Diyos na bakit, bakit na ako. Pag sobrang nahihirapan ka na kasi talaga parang you want to blame someone eh. Para lagi naman, yung, lagi naman namin nararamdaman yung tulong nga back then. And we never felt alone back then. Kaya masabi namin until now na kahit na gano'ng karami yung nangyari, kahit gano'ng kapangit yung mga nangyari, is nandiyan yung Diyos to help us and to provide what we needed. Kasi... Okay. Pag naisip ko nga na parang as a human being, walang may kaya nun eh, di ba? Parang, paano namin na kaya yun? We also don't know. Paano kami nakasurvive? And when I look up, parang masasabi ko na, ah, kaya namin na kaya. Dahil sa Diyos. It's not because we are strong. It's not because we are abundant family. But it's because God is here to help us. With all the experiences that you've had before, ngayon, kamusta na yung buhay nyo? Uh, I can say that Now, it's still painful. Uh, every time na maaalala namin yung mga masakit na pangyayari, especially with my parents, um, dahil work from home ngayon, diba? so lagi ko silang kasama, lagi ko silang nakakakwentuhan. Kapag nagkakape kami ng nanay ko or kapag nag-dinner kami, she's always talking about my sisters. Lagi niya naaalala yung mga masasayang pangyayari. And before she... And sure talking, lagi niya sinasabi niya, sayang, siguro kung buhay sila, masaya sana tayo. 
ayun, masakit ka rin. But every day, we chose to move forward and to go on. Uh, laging sinasabi ng parents ko na kahit na masakit, the reason for their living is because andito pa ako. And he adopted a cute baby and his uh, six years old daw. He's my youngest brother. And mm-hmm. lagi sinasabi ng nanay tatay ko na we are the reason why they're living. Kaya, ayun, nasabi ko na pinipili namin maging masaya every day. You guys moving forward will make them happy kung nasan man sila ngayon. But, yeah. I think that was a tough <laughs> encounter in life. Now, I would like to ask if you could provide tips on how to remain resilient and ano yung mga bagay na pwedeng gawin ng isang tao para ma-overcome niya yung mga challenges in life? Okay, so the first tip that I can advise the listeners is first is to listen. Always listen first to yourself. Listen to your heart and listen to your mind. And then after listening to yourself, it's also a time to listen to others. Everyone has a problem. Everyone encountered failure in life. And once you listen to other stories, you'll be inspired. And that inspiration that you get from others will help you to get up once you fail. And then that's the first one, to listen. The second one is to open up and to ask for help. Before, that was my weakness. I never open up to anyone. I don't want to tell anyone about my problem. So I say na that time, that is just a secret for me and for my close friends. Now. It's not because I have a big, big ego back then. But that time, there was a thinking that kapag sinabi ko yung problem ko to the other person, it felt like to me that I'm adding burden to that person. Because I know that everyone has a problem, right? And if I told him or her my problem... It feels like I'm adding burden to him. Pero when I matured and after everything that happened, it made me realize that opening up, it will lighten your heart and your mind. Kasi kapag may sinabihan ka na problema mo, is parang kagaan siya at some point. Um, and we'll never know, diba? That person can give you advice, can give you help para ma-overcome yung problemang ginadala. Next one is to be patient and to stay on the course. Be patient is because sometimes life is really, really uncertain. Hindi sinasabi ng buhay natin na by this time, ganito ka na. By this time, ito yung mangyayari. It's always uncertain to the fact that parang lagi niya tayong pinaghihintay for something. Parang lagi niya tayong sinasabi na, okay, wait ka lang, dyan ka lang, na hindi mo alam kung kaya nang darating. So you really, really need to be patient. So the promotion, the award, the medal, it's not the prize. I came to realize that the prize in life is the journey itself. It's because the journey will let you meet wonderful people. Just like you, just I met you. Thank you. And then, next one is to remember your whys. In this, weaning is everything society. The what, the how, the when. So those are the questions that we always ask. But sometimes we tend to forget to ask why. Why? So for me, we always need to remember our why. Why am I doing this? 
Why do I need to reach my goals? Why do I need to dream big? And my answer will always be the same. I need to do this for my family, for my loved ones, for my nanay, for my tatay, for my younger brother, for my husband, and for our future family. Kahit na sobrang daming problema. Once I ask that question, I will still regain the strength that I need. And then, of course, pray. You also mentioned it a while ago that praying is very, very important. It's really important that we meditate and pray every day. Not just once, twice, but every time that we need to, we need to pray. Because, yeah, we can have our family to help us. But there's someone up there, the most powerful one, will help us. And the last thing is to learn from our failures. So we must always remember that there's no success if there's no failure. At some point in life, you'll fail. You'll fail in your career. You'll fail in your relationships. You'll fail sometimes in family. And it's really the thing. But we need to accept that failure is unavoidable. It's always there. It's inevitable. And then let's always remember the words from Confucius that our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. Yeah, that's it. Gotta agree with you, Tiff. It is indeed a fall down seven times, get up eight story. Kasi sa lahat ng pinagdaanan mo, I don't know, where did you get the strength to carry on, move forward, and keep hanging in there? Before we end the session, I really want to thank you for allowing me to be an instrument for you to share your story, your life story. And it's, I must say that it's really a story of strength. It's really wonderful. It, it will really show you the importance of life and family and dreams. And in general, I really learned a lot from you. Thank you, Tiff. Thank you, Jules. Actually, I was really, really honored that you chose me for the topic. And when I saw that this is the topic that we'll be discussing, I was really happy because I told myself, oh my gosh, I like this topic. And uh, after yeah, that's one of my goals in life now is to inspire other people. And I'm really, really ha- happy and really proud of you because mm-hmm. you're starting to inspire more people out of your podcast. And I am really, really praying that this podcast will uh, be successful and will reach more and more people para ma-inspire sila for them to go on and to move forward. Thank you so much, Dels. Uh, you're too kind, Tiff. But actually, I I cannot make it without the amazing stories of the guests. So I, I am really grateful na binibigay niya opportunity for me na ma-share din yung stories nyo in, uh, in public and para din maka, maging, mag-serve as an inspiration to other people out there. Thanks guys for listening to our episode for tonight. I know that we really learned a lot from Thief and her stories. Whatever life throws at you, always choose to get up. As what I've mentioned earlier, fall down seven times, get up eight. To know more about the podcast, please visit YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, and Anchor. So that's all. Have a great day and thank you for listening to this amazing episode.